The opinions expressed by Karen Scott Mims and the guests on this podcast are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this podcast platform. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information that's considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risks and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as a recommendation appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor whom you have specifically retained to determine if it's suitable for your specific situation. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subjects covered. Investment advisory services are offered through Brookstone Capital Management LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Harbor Point Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and dependent agents. Income regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Income regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance products and guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Brookstone Capital Management. Most people simply ignore taxation through the four phases of your wealth. Instead of understanding the three tax buckets, you arrive at retirement with a huge 401k in the tax-deferred bucket and ignore the taxable and, most importantly, the tax-free bucket. How can the middle-class millionaire, average Joe and Jane, be so unprepared about how to protect their wealth using tax loopholes like the wealthy one percenters do? Easy. Welcome to the Tax Smart Tax Zero podcast. This is a show about tax-free wealth. Financial advisors sell rate of return. Annuity salesmen sell what else? Annuities. And part-time tax preparers sell a 1040 to submit on April 15th. But the real goal is to implement strategic tax planning. We invite you to take the journey and explore the path to the 0% tax bracket. It's time to divorce Uncle Sam from your wealth. And now, your host, noted tax attorney and private wealth strategist, Karen Scott Mims, Esquire. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Tax Smart Tax Zero, the path to the 0% tax bracket. I am your host, Karen Scott Mims. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, we've got a great show for you today. Our podcast title for today is How to Contribute to a Traditional IRA. Traditional IRA tax deduction is our theme. And before we get started, I will just say that if you would like to hear more about this subject, if you'd like to join our email list to receive weekly updates about different things that we send out in order to increase your tax and financial literacy, or if you want to be notified about our webinars, the tax study group meetings, or other events that we have, feel free to text the word tax-free to 202-410-4202. Once again, that number is 202-410-4202. Text the word tax-free and we will get you added to that list so that you can increase your knowledge of how to be more tax smart and tax savvy as you work your way towards the 0% tax bracket. But until then, let's jump into today's topic. So I will say that if you are a regular listener to our podcast, you know that this is a podcast that is dedicated to the concept of tax-free wealth, and in particular, the 0% tax bracket. When I talk about the 0% tax bracket, obviously I'm talking about the 0% federal income and state income, 0% capital gains, 0% estate planning, 0% excise tax, and 0% inheritance tax. Now, in particular, we're kind of focused on tax planning 
and how to strategically construct a plan for tax and wealth optimization. Because as you've heard me say so many times before, it's not what you make, it's what you get to keep. So it's our position that if we move people and have more people understand how to strategically grow, preserve, and protect their wealth, they'll be able to take advantage of those wonderful benefits that are included throughout the tax code, right? Because after all, that's the foundation of how the wealthy 1% operate and pay little taxes, if any, despite the fact that our system is actually a progressive tax system, right? So what does that mean? It means that if you have a progressive tax system, it's supposed to work such that the more money that you make, the more taxes that you pay. I guarantee you, you can ask many members of Congress, the wealthy 1%, and anyone else that truly understands, and they will have a little smirk, right? They'll have a very big smirk on their face because they know that that's not the way it works, right? So this is also, though, a podcast, just a reminder, in which we focus and we like to talk about passive income and conquering the capital gains that go along with passive income because you understand there are three types of income, earned, passive, and investment. So earned income, passive income, investment income. Now, you'll probably say, why do we love passive income so much, i.e. real estate, rental income? Why do we prefer capital gains so much, right? The answer should be obvious, but since the only thing that I love more than the 0% tax bracket is eradicating the financial illiteracy that I think goes on. And so I want to do my part for education and certainly to eliminate the wealth inequality. So let me take just a few minutes to give you a mini PIP course, right? PIP, of course, standing for a passive income portfolio. So let's go back for one second to the three types of income. Earned income, that's going to result in taxation at ordinary income rates, hence the highest rates possible. Investment income, could be taxed at either ordinary income rates or capital gains, depending on a lot of different factors, right? Um, And so we've got human capital, we've got investment capital, but let's for a minute just talk about this idea of passive income. Passive income, my favorite, call me the passive income princess, but passive income is auto-generated, right? Um, You don't lift a finger, you sit on the couch and ka-ching, you just watch those dollars hit your pocket. So most of our clients, I would say the vast majority of our clients um, have real estate and not just um, their own primary residence, they have rental real estate as part of their portfolio. As a matter of fact, that is a decision that we wholeheartedly support, encourage, and specialize in. So it could come from one of two things. Either they have purchased rental properties prior to arriving at retirement, And they either want to keep going with it, acquire more. A lot of times, though, they want to exit. And so they're afraid to do so because of the capital gains. We then put together strategies to avoid capital gains, hence the term conquering capital gains. But sometimes it is also the opposite. So sometimes there are people who started to purchase in retirement. And our goal certainly is to assist them any number of legal and tax considerations from how to hold title, right, S-Corp LLC, um, hold it in a trust, to the math and analysis of making finance decisions and deciding upon an exit strategy. 
So, you know, do they plan to buy and hold and sell it 20 years from now? Do they plan to use it as a source of generational wealth? In which case we design, implement a tax-based, trust-based estate plan and hope to pass it on free of taxation until and unless, darn it, um, Joe Biden makes that step up and basis go away. But anyway, so you, are, of course, are listening to another episode, podcast episode number 28 of Tax Smart Tax Zero, the path to the 0% tax bracket. I am your host, Karen Scott Mims, tax attorney, registered investment advisor, representative, accountant, estate planner, and certainly my favorite role, private wealth and tax advisor. So let me at this time introduce you to Sam and Susie and their next door neighbors, Average Joe and Jane, all of them middle-class millionaires, And I have to say, if I had to describe Average Joe and Jane, I always like to call them, and he laughs when I say it, I always call them the original LBLs, laid back landlords, right? And and so, you know, we're at the end of the year now. And so they have come in for their annual year-end tax planning review. And so while they're gonna spend the first part, right, of the session, they're gonna spend a whole hour um, just kind of going over what they need to understand in order to right kind of keep them in a plus status as uh, the LBLs laid back landlords. Um, they might ask some questions about what we talked about at last week's tax study group. But for the most part, they have kind of let me know in advance that they would like to talk about this idea of whether or not they should contribute to a traditional IRA. And so let's talk about that, okay? So I'm going to say this. One of the things that I had said to, uh, one of the things I had said to Average Joe and Jane is, right, if we're going to change your tax liability, i.e. zero is my hero, then we need to also change their behavior and we also need to change their mindset, right? So part of that um, is because part of the problem is that I need to expose them to tax strategies, right, through code sections that they've never heard of before. But the other part is that I need to show them a different way to look at an account, an investment, something they've heard of before. In other words, what I want them to use is not the benefit that the 99% use, but the benefit, the sophisticated benefit, the method, the reason of how the wealthy 1% might use it. In other words, I'm trying to get them to understand tax strategy as they've never quite looked at it like this before. So, for example, they have asked a very simple question. Can I contribute to a traditional IRA? And of course, the reason they have done so is because they want to treat it like an extension of their right contributions that they make to the qualified employer plans, i.e. the 401k, the 403b, the 457, or the TSP, right? Because the whole theory behind making a contribution to the qualified employer plan, and same thing with the traditional IRA, the whole theory behind it is that you want to remove that amount from your W-2 wages, right? And you temporarily want to remove it from the tax return in an effort to try and get lower taxable income, okay? But I've kind of said to them, the real question in my mind 
is should I contribute to the traditional IRA and why? So that's a very different question. Okay, so in case you're wondering, we're still talking about my favorite subject, the 0% tax bracket and tax-free wealth. My name is Karen Scott Nims, affectionately known as your tax ESQ. I am doing what I do each and every week, right? I am guiding you up to and through retirement and I'm trying to do so increasing your tax efficiency wealth score, okay? Because that's what it's all about. It's not what you make, it's what you get to keep. And we're gonna measure it by this thing that we call the tax efficiency wealth score. So with that being said, let me take you through my analysis and stick with me until we get to the very end, right? Okay, so, and by the way, let me just jump in and say, my number is 202-410-4202. By the way, if if you want to be added to our email list, if you want to receive like weekly um, information um, about right tax strategies that I talk about uh, both on the podcast and off the podcast, um, if you want to be notified about our webinars, our tax study group meetings, or any of the other events, um, again, you can certainly text me at 202-410-4202. So the last few minutes that we have left, Let's do kind of a little bit of um, the basics, right? So what is a traditional IRA? So that's an individual account that can be established and funded up to the allowable contribution limit, which is set every year for this specific purpose of tax deferral, right, on the contribution. For this year, the limit is $6,000. If you are age 50 and older, you can put in an additional 1,000. So we're talking about, can I put away $7,000? And, right, the more important question is, can I deduct it, right? Because that's what you um, want to do with this. So can you deduct it? Obviously, that gets a little complicated. Um, It depends on other factors, right? The main one being whether or not you or your spouse participate in a qualified employer plan. But much like the tax code with huge benefits that are hiding in plain sight, here is yet another example of just hiding in plain sight, an overlooked and underutilized tax benefit that each and every year, just kind of millions of people are not understanding. Okay, so we understand what a traditional IRA is. Now let's talk about a um, traditional, um, I'm sorry, we understand what a traditional IRA is, right? So it's a, and let's look at it in terms of three factors, the contribution, the growth, and the distribution, right? So traditional IRA, contribution tax deferred, growth is tax deferred, the distribution is not, right, tax deferred, the distribution is taxable, right? That is when you add it on your tax return on the 1040 and pay taxes on it, right? You do that whenever you make a distribution, but definitely you have to start making required minimum distributions at age 72, right? And so when you do that, you're paying tax both on the original contribution and the the amount of growth, right? A Roth IRA, by the way, is completely the opposite, right? So with a Roth, the contribution is made with after-tax funds, the growth is technically tax-deferred, and then the distribution, if you have met the requirements, i.e. the five-year rule, then it will be tax-free. So it's kind of interesting. I sit down with the two couples, Sam and Susie, and average Joe and Jane. I ask them a very simple question. If I were to give you $7,000, which type of account would you rather deposit the money into? 
Well, no surprise, their answers are the same. Both couples, right, answer the same for the same obvious reasons of wanting to put it into the Roth IRA, pay the tax once, never pay taxes again, right? Next, I asked them what would happen or whether they would still have the same answer if they did not qualify to make a Roth IRA contribution, would they want to make a traditional IRA contribution instead? And so both of them, not surprisingly, answer yes, right? But then I throw in something just a tad different. I ask them, would their answers change? And what would be their answer, quite frankly, if they were not going to get a deduction for their contribution to the traditional IRA? Would they still want to make the contribution? And so here's where what I talked about earlier comes into play, right? What I said earlier was the whole idea of exposing you to different tax strategies, different code sections that you've never heard of before, or exposing you to looking at something in a different way and looking at it in a manner in which you are going to get the most bang from, for your buck from a tax perspective, right? Where it's, it's different. You are really going to get tax-free status. You're really going to get, again, the most bang for your buck, not looking at it and taking the obvious benefit that you've been told is the most exciting thing, right? Um, because, right, that's what the 99% are told, taking the benefit and looking at it how the sophisticated, right, uh, wealthy 1% understand it and how they use it, okay? So with that being said, I asked the very simple question, whether or not, should you do you wanna contribute to the traditional IRA? There, of course, is not going to be any um, deduction, right, for it. So once again, it will not surprise you Sam and Susie knew exactly where I was going with this. They knew exactly what I was talking about because we had talked about it in the tax study group last month. They were like, oh my gosh, this is what she was talking about. This is one of those, not, it's not even hidden, right? Hidden in plain sight, tax loopholes that we were talking about. And so they immediately said, yes, average Joe and Jane, Average Joe and Jane not only did not attend the tax study group meeting, Average Joe and Jane surprisingly um, kind of always believe that they know more um, somehow. Um, In reality, we both know, right, that they have neither the time, the skill, the will, or the tax expertise, right, to, to effectively understand the tax code and to use it to their benefit. So, of course, Average Joe and Jane they always take the micro view of taxation, right? They they do it much like their tax preparer does, right? Because the tax preparer um, just, whether right, tax preparer might be an enrolled agent, might be somebody that's taken a six-week H&R block course, right? Whatever. But the, the bottom line is that they always measure it in terms of, oh, does it save me taxes this year on the 1040? The concept of using their tax binoculars and asking how they might make a decision that will save them thousands of dollars, right, in the in the future, in the overall tax scenario, that's a foreign concept to them. 
But with that being said, Sam and Susie, let's score one for them and IRS zero, okay? So I've kind of run out of time here in the podcast, but let me be clear what I've done, right? is that I have made a couple of videos. Um, I'll post them on our YouTube page and I will talk. I, I will take you um, step by step. I'll show you the math and analysis. I will prove to you that right. Sam and Susie made the right decision and average Joe and Jane, well, they're average, right? They just kind of keep following status quo. And as a result, Average Joe and Jane, they're never going to go from money to wealth to generational wealth. But I will say that if that's something that you're interested in doing, again, I'll throw it out there to you. Um, Join our email list. um, Receive weekly notifications um, about our webinars, our tax study group in which we talk about these more advanced and sophisticated tools and techniques. And so if you'd like to do that, my number is 202 four one zero four two zero two text the word tax free t-a-x-f-r-e-e once again two zero two four one zero four two zero two golly wally goodness gracious where does the time go well you've been listening to another episode of tax smart tax zero the path to the zero percent tax bracket i am your host karen scott mims tax attorney, registered investment advisor, representative, accountant, estate planner, and certainly my favorite role, private wealth and tax advisor. So thank you so much for listening. And uh, Barbara, if you've been listening, get back to work. This concludes another episode of the Tax Smart Tax Zero podcast. Get ready to create tax-free wealth and start on the path to the 0% tax bracket. To receive your TaxSmart Tax Zero Toolkit, you can reach us by telephone at 866-621-6660 or send an email to tax at taxmarttaxzero.com. Want to attend our virtual seminar, Guide to Tax Minimization, Estate Planning, and Passive Real Estate Income? Send an email to seminar at taxmarttaxzero.com and we'll register you and also keep you updated of all future virtual seminar dates and times. Don't forget to visit taxmarttaxzero.com and on our YouTube channel. There, you can like us and subscribe to learn more about our tax study group, Zero is My Hero, or attend our upcoming webinars. Follow us on Facebook. And as always, sign up for our monthly tax newsletter and divorce Uncle Sam as the primary beneficiary of your webinar. Join us next week for another episode of Tax Smart Tax Zero, the path to the 0% tax bracket. 